Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Welcome to episode 195, the number one most important dating tip. Are you on the edge of your sheets? Oh my goodness, I meant to say seats, but sheets came out and I'm going to keep that Freudian slip in. You're welcome. Are you on the edge of your seats to find out my number one most important dating tip? Hold tight. Couple of orders of business. My course, same title as this podcast, Stop Wanting a Back and Find Someone Better is going to be back on the shelves. This December 1st, 2022 goes off the shelves December 31st. Why now? Why get the course now? Because I just shot 20 new videos, sprinkling them into the Stop Wanting and Back section, the Fall in Love with You section, the Find Someone Better section, plus a whole bonus dating guide moving you from the moment that you match on the apps, assuming that you match on the apps, all the way through to when you decide to make things exclusive. I'm also offering five live bonus group calls, group coaching calls with me. They will be anonymous, first name only, in February. So the value in here is unreal. And I think you should treat yourself this holiday season to a healed heart and the love of your life. No big, no big. <laughs> and I am still accepting applications. If you want to dive deeper with the work and apply to my group program, I'm now offering a six-month option plus a year-long option as well as payment plans. Check out all those offers at clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. I just am so proud of this course, and it really is everything that I wanted 10, or I should say now, maybe 11, almost 12 years ago when I was in the depths of despair in my rock bottom. I just think of myself every time I think about all the heart energy, blood, sweat, and tears that I put into this now 80 video course that's been out for two years. And I think about my 30-year-old self. I'm now 41 almost 42. Crazy. And I think about my 29 and 30-year-old self who would have just done anything to curl up in my bed in my teeny little Brooklyn studio in the freezing cold and just watch me, coach old me, and just soak up everything that I needed to hear, everything that I needed to remember, everything that I needed to learn, everything that I needed to process the pain that felt so overwhelmingly daunting, and everything I needed to call in love. It's all there in the course, this do-it-yourself course. But again, there's nothing like the live coaching experience in my group program. And I am accepting a couple of one-on-one options. So There you have it. All right, on to the number one most important dating tip. So this episode was inspired by a couple of my clients who are starting to get a little bit in the weeds with the people that they are dating, and they're just getting in their heads, and 
Something that I've I've shared this before on the podcast, I believe, and I've shared this for sure with my ladies in the group program and my one-on-one clients. My old acting teacher, her name is Leslie Kahn in Los Angeles. And she reminds me, I always say she's like the Jewish American Simon Cowell of acting. Simon Cowell from America's Got Talent, The Voice, or was he The Voice? I don't think so. But I think America's Got Talent and for sure American Idol. That's where we all met. And for me personally, fell in love with Simon Cowell. Is he a dick? Yes. But he tells you the things that you need to hear. And I liken myself to this. I, I did just do an episode on not wanting people to think that you're a bitch. And uh, for sure, people could think I'm a bitch. But that's what I appreciate about my own coaching is that I'm going to say the thing that my clients don't want to hear. But I, as their coach, think that they need to hear. I'm willing to risk them being upset. I'm willing to risk them being triggered because this this coaching process, you you can't avoid being triggered and you can't avoid being upset. If you're hiring a coach who's just going to stroke your hair and stroke your ego and hold your hand and tell you you're doing great all the time, I don't see the value or the growth there. But there is something to be said about doing it with love and me doing my best as a coach to make my client feel as safe as possible and to build her trust. But I'm also still going to say the thing that she doesn't want to fucking hear that's going to be so fucking hard to hear. Like, this guy is full of shit. What are you doing? What's it going to take to stop? You know what? I know that you would like to think that you're ready to date. I don't think you're ready to date. I don't believe that you're ready to date. I actually don't believe that you really are over him. I don't believe that this is the last time. Those are hard fucking things to say. And I can tell you, my clients, I can speak for my clients that they are hard things to hear, but I've got to follow my truth and my spidey senses and my gut in order to get them past the blocks. And there's lots of times that I know when my clients are shifted and are moving towards where they want to go, right? I'm also their biggest cheerleader. I don't think I'm as big of an asshole as some of the things or have said as assholic of things. How do you like that for an adjective? Assholic as some of the things that Simon Cowell has has said. But, you know, he's on TV and there's got to be some shock value there. I really enjoyed my experience with Leslie as a, her acting student in Los Angeles. And she talks about approaching acting in three different ways. It's got to be 100% technical, 100% organic, and 100% fuck it. So what does that mean? Well, when you're approaching a script, the technical, the 100% technical is understanding what is going on in the script? Why is your character saying what they're saying? And if it's a comedic script, are you understanding the beats that are happening, the buildups that are happening, the turnarounds that are happening? There's a rhythm that is going on comedically. And all of that involves, I just said comedically. I don't think that that's a word. Uh, what is it? All of that comically? Anyway, you guys get what I mean. There's a rhythm. There's a technical aspect to interpreting the script. And that is so important that you know where you are, why you're saying what you're saying, what your relationship is to the other person. All of that is super important. Then there's 
100% organic? Am I in the moment, even though I've memorized the lines and I've done all the backstory and I know my relationship, but am I being present and receiving what the other actor or actors or whatever event is happening in the scene in an organic way, which is really hard to do in an audition. If you've got a casting director that isn't giving you much, you have to imagine what they're giving. But you hope that when you're doing a scene that the other actor, even if the camera is off of them, that they're being generous and offering you what you need to keep the scene organic, alive, and in the moment, right? So 100% technical, 100% organic, and then 100% fuck it. All right, away we go. Fuck it. I've memorized the lines. I'm trusting that I'm present. And let's see how this goes, which is really what makes live theater so exciting. Because if you forget the lines, you can't say, forgot my line. Can we start over in a live performance? You hope that you're not going to do that. So 100% organic, 100% technical and 100% fuck it. Like, all right, let's go. Let's see which way the the cookie crumbles. You may have rehearsed it a bunch of times with that other actor and then you're on stage and he just gives it to you in a completely different way. And if you're really committed to the fuck it energy, you're going to receive it and respond again in the way that he gave it to you, both organically and like, fuck it, this is going to come out. I love this whole idea of 100% fuck it, 100% organic, 100% technical when it comes to your dating life. Because I lay out a five-step process to finding your person. And now I've laid out in my course this bonus step-by-step dating guide from, again, the moment that they match to expectations and etiquette before and leading up to and throughout dates one and two, then for date three, then then date four, five, six, and then feeling out when is this exclusivity talk going to happen? It's going to be different for everybody. I have a client in the group. I'm a big proponent of taking things slowly. And I've shared about her recently on some other episode. I couldn't tell you which one. And she and her now boyfriend of four months. They're madly in love. They know that they want to be together forever. And I'm so confident because it's just been pretty seamless, very healthy, very aligned, very organic, very comfortable, very loving, very easy, 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 easy. And they're both very immersed in their own lives. She's done so much healing work on herself. She continues to, and she is her own very full life. He is his own very full life and they come together and it's just a beautiful thing. But she and he decided to make things exclusive much sooner than I would have ever suggested. However, she felt like it was so right for her. Fuck it. I'm going to say yes to him asking me to be his girlfriend. I think it was like two or three weeks in. But she was in fuck it organic energy. It felt right. Why not? The only hesitation she had about making things exclusive was worrying that she was breaking my rules (laughs) in the program. And I really appreciated her commitment to me as her coach. But my job as her coach is to also assess the whole situation. Where's this man at in his mid-40s with kids, having left a marriage and really doing a lot of work on himself 
and just seeing my client and knowing like, I'm not interested in dating anyone else. I don't do the online dating thing. I know I like you and I would like to be exclusive with you. What do you say? There's still so much more for them to learn. Even four months in, there's still so much more for them to learn, but it just felt right. And my client felt, you know what? I know that I could be jumping the gun soon, but she also very clearly evaluated herself and where she was at. And she was willing, if it didn't work out, to not beat herself up that it went too fast too soon. It just didn't feel wild. It didn't feel pressury. It didn't feel crazy. Again, it felt easy and light and amazing. And so they made that grown-up, grounded, easeful decision for themselves, despite the fact that I am a bigger proponent of taking things slowly. And I was 100% on board because I saw how grounded and calm, and I just keep using this word, easeful she was. And even though I've never met her guy, it didn't seem graspy, pressury, too much, too intense, too controlling, too possessive. Like none of that was going on. And so here they are four months in planning to spend New Year's together, meeting each other's families. It's all very exciting. But she just was like, you know what? I've evaluated this person. We've had lots of deep talks. I know who uh, so far, I know a lot of who he is and what he's looking for. They seem to be aligned. Fuck it. I'm going to go all in and be exclusive. And I have the technical uh, training, right? Going back to 100% technical. She is technically equipped to process this the disappointment if it didn't work out. I'm going to give you two more examples, more recent examples. I had a client, and I promise I'm going to get to the number one most important dating tip, but I've got to keep you at the, on the edge of your sheets. <laughs> if you will. So another client this week, very different dating scenario. She'd been on one date with a guy. She liked him and was excited. He asked her out for date two. She wasn't all in googly goggly, but very much interested and wanted to go on date two. And this guy is being real, as another client uh, has described, real golden retriever vibes, very eager, texting her every day. She went to some fancy event He wanted to know all the details via text just after date one and, you know, knowing that they had a date too. So my client, again, being very prepared, having the technical down, knowing she wants to take things slowly, knowing she's, you know, still feeling out other options and knowing that she wasn't as eager about this guy, her thought was like, dude, chill, slow down. This is too much. How do I tell someone like, this is too much. It just feels too much, Claire. And what I said to her was when he asked you, because, oh, because what ended up happening was he had asked her details about this event. And by the time she came to the coaching call, she was like, that was yesterday. I still haven't responded. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. So your thought is, this is too much then you don't respond to him. And then your result could be that he ends up dropping off or you end up avoiding him or building up a story that he's too eager and it ends up potentially not working out. And you start acting the way that you don't want someone to treat you. 
right? When you're newly dating someone and you're interested in someone and you text them and you don't hear from them for a day, that doesn't feel good. Now, I'm not shaming my client. She's a loyal podcast listener, but we were just looking at the facts. This is what we do in our coaching together. And so she said, yeah, like I don't even want to respond because it's like irritating to me. And so I said to her, could you just say back, I will tell you all about it on our next date. Things are a little busy right now. Like I I look forward to telling you all about it on our next date. She was like, wow, it really could be that simple. I said, yes, it could be that simple. I loved it so much. And it made me just laugh about another client where I had given her a little tip on her dating profile. So in my group program, I look at everybody's profiles when they're ready for the find someone better section, making sure that they're presenting themselves in the best way and just creating amazing profiles, very desirable profiles for the catches that they are. You would be amazed. These girls are such catches. I know I'm biased, but they really are. And I did this bonus dating app profile call and they were all sending in their profiles. And I love my girls so much, but there was a lot of stuff not happening. And I get into all of it because I've redid the create your dating app profile video in my course because I want you guys to have amazing profiles. Profiles don't create your person, but they're an incredible tool to best show your best self and make yourself stand out. And I was just wondering, what were these ladies thinking? They uh, There were all kinds of things that were going on with their profiles that were not showing them in their best light. So if you want the best tips on making yourself just stand out when people are just swiping so fast, which is what I did, then for sure you want this course or to be in the program. But one of my clients was just like, this is genius. And it's so funny to me because obviously, whatever it is that you do for a living, you're an expert at. I'm assuming you're an expert at. I hope you're an expert. And I consider myself an expert. So what are, what seems so simple to me is like so mind-blowing to my clients. And, you know, when Larry's giving me law advice, actually, one of my clients is a lawyer and she was giving me law advice. And I was like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. So Um, But it just cracks me up when I said to my client, you know, you could just say, looking forward to telling you all about it on our next date. She was like, wow, (laughs) what if it's that simple? Okay, I'm going to give you one more example before I tell you the number one most important dating tip, but maybe you're already picking up on it. I had another client who went out with a man, again, just one date, but she really, really liked him. And we had a coaching session and she said, you know, I am just going to, we both talked about, let's just sit back and let him show up, right? Let him show up for date two. Again, I'm a fan personally of, well, I say again, because I know I've said this on the podcast before, I'm personally a bit of a traditionalist in heteronormative terms, at least. I like the idea of the man pursuing. Most of my clients are the same, but to each their own. I am not saying that it should be this way, but I know this particular client wants to be in her feminine energy predominantly in her romantic relationship. And so we talked about how just, you know, let him, let him show up, let him make the next date. That doesn't mean you do it all the time, but in this moment, that's what felt like the right move. And so with my one-on-one clients, they have the option to reach out for on-call text support. And she said, you know, 
he's been reaching out to me. We've been talking for the last five days, but he's away in Italy and he talks about us seeing each other, but he hasn't said anything. And, you know, I don't know what to do because I, you know, we talked about how I wasn't going to prod him in any way about date two. And so I said, well, okay, we did talk about that on our last session, but now six days have gone by. And what actually has unfolded is that he's been attentive to you, even though he is away and he's talking about seeing you next week. So maybe in his brain, he just thinks it's happening, but he's a bit distracted because he's traveling and he's working and he's still in communication with you, but it just hasn't occurred to him to put an actual date on the books. Maybe, just maybe. And so what is the reality here? What is it that you want? And she said, well, what I want is for him to ask me out on a second date. And I said, no, the result that you want is that you want a second date and you're trying to control the how. Now, again, as you're listening to this scenario, this is a very specific scenario. If you go out on one date with a guy and you haven't heard from him for like a week and you're like, yeah, but the result that I want is a second date. So maybe I'll just reach out and ask. No, that's a totally different scenario. So don't take what I'm saying about this very specific scenario and then use it to apply to your scenario that is not the same. That's what I worry about with my podcast sometimes, because I think that's the beauty of the individual coaching or the group program, because I can assess the whole situation. And sometimes, you know, when we're in it, back to my point just a few moments ago, it's so hard for us to see the obvious decision or next step to take. So don't take what I'm just suggesting here in this specific situation and apply it to your situation. Really see if this is the same. This guy has been totally still chatting with her, talking about seeing her and is away. And I said, the result that you want is a second date, but you, you're, you're trying to control the how. And she said, oh my God, exactly. And I'm like, so you've got three options. You could still sit around and wait for him to ask you. You could just say, oh, fuck this guy. He still hasn't asked me out on a second date, so I'm not going to. Or you could say, so what night works for you? And you could also give a little bit of shorter answers and wrap up the communication because he's also not your boyfriend and just say, oh, so nice to hear from you. I'm about to head out to dinner. Uh, By the way, what night works for you next week? Now, my job as their coach is to not tell them what to do. Sometimes I do, but I really want my clients to make their decision. And most importantly, what I said to this client is, You have to love your reason behind it. So you could just write him off, which I'm guessing you don't want to do because you really liked this guy. Even though it was date one, you liked him enough. You you could just write him off because he hasn't asked you out yet. Or you could just suggest the date yourself or continue to wait for him. And so she liked the option of just saying, hey, I would, you know, was wondering what day works for you next week. I'm, you know, heading out and I'd like to see you, especially because he was talking about seeing her. And sure enough, five seconds later, he's like, does tomorrow night work? I mean, come on. So what is the number one most important dating tip? Be a fucking human. Be 
human. Yes, we have these rules. I have these rules. I have these steps. I have these guidelines. I stand by them. I think majority of the time they work. And then you're a human living your life, doing your job, doing your personal growth work that's going to be different than someone else's personal growth work who comes to me. And then you've got a whole other human and he's got a life and he might have kids or a just a, a demanding job or some other thing going on. Like this guy was in a different country, right? And you have to assess how you feel when you're with that person. If you're sensing that this person is a grown up and that they really do like you and they are interested, and then you just get to ask or you get to put a boundary up or you get to say, can't chat right now, but would love to see you. Can't chat right now, but I would love to, you know, tell you all about what you asked me about on our second date. Oh, you know, it does feel a little too soon to be exclusive with you, but you know what? I'm so flattered and honored that you know you want to try getting to know me and have it just be us. And you know what? In this moment, and as I think about just the short amount of time we've spent together, I would like to try too. That feels right in my body for me. Call us crazy, but it feels right and good. Why not? And what's the worst that can happen? The relationship doesn't work out. The second date doesn't happen. He says no. Or that guy says, are you serious? You're going to wait till the second date to tell me about this event. Why can't you tell me about that event now? Then he'll show you that he's not your person, right? But don't forget to be a human. I want you to follow my guidelines and follow my steps and learn how to show up differently and build your standards and establish boundaries and honor your boundaries and implement the boundaries and also just be a human. And also part of being a human is just being kind, being gracious, even if you're not interested. Now, if he's a douche, don't worry about being kind and being gracious, but just be your lovely, awesome self. Ask for what you need and sit with the anxiety as well. Part of being a human is sitting with the anxiety, sitting with the unknown. Oh, I really like this guy. And we talked about a second date, but I haven't really heard much from him. How do I want to show up? That's where I'd offer suggesting being a human to yourself, sitting with that anxiety and honoring the anxiety and not acting from the anxiety, especially in the very beginning stages of dating. For sure, as you're newly getting to know someone, figuring it out, they're allowed to be dating other people. You're allowed to be dating other people. They're allowed to not be sure. You're allowed to not be sure. And you just get to show up as your best, most lovely boundaried self who also gets to put herself out there if she's feeling like there's enough there from the other person and enough there in terms of her feelings and to put herself out there. Just like that client where the guy was away, but he was still communicative and he just wasn't making it official because we fixate on these little things like, oh, he's being too much or he's not giving me enough. And it's like, let's chill. It's one date. Let's assess the whole situation and see how I want to proceed. You have options and you get to love your reason. And I think when you always think about, well, if I just want to be my amazing human self, what would that look like? 
You've got you no matter what. I always say disappointment and anxiety are a part of the dating process. I actually just wrote an article for Poosh. They asked me to write an article on dating anxiety. And I think that anxiety muddles just being a simple human the way that you would if you were making plans with a friend, even a new friend. It's so funny. I met a friend. I met someone. I met someone. I'm making it sound like it's romantic. It's not. Larry, if you're listening, it's not. He knows. I met this lovely woman in a yoga class months ago, and we totally hit it off. Turns out she's a coach as well. We were laughing so hard. Couldn't stop talking after class. We had our mats next to each other. We were like, this is meant to be. And she's from Santa Barbara, has her own life here. And I really... I've said this before on the podcast. I have not made much of an effort on in terms of creating, you know, deep friendships here. I've met some really cool people, but between the four kids, Larry, my business, and just trying to stay in touch with the friends I do have and self-care, I haven't prioritized making friends. But I'm also someone who's just always organically made friends wherever I go. And I'm not really worried or concerned about it. But this girl was super cool and got months ago. We meant to make plans. And then I had to cancel. Then she had to cancel. She was going, oh, I was going to Mexico, but she had just come back from Italy. She got COVID. Then I didn't want to get together with her. Then when we came back, I don't know, they were away. And then we just completely dropped off. And then last week I was like, listen, do you want to get lunch? I would still love to get together. She was like, yes. That I confirmed for yesterday. And she's like, you are not going to believe this. I just got back from Mexico. And I think I fucking have COVID again. She's like, you're not going to believe me. I mean, why would you believe me? Now, obviously, if this was a dating scenario, I wouldn't say keep trying, keep trying. But the human in me is not taking it personally. I actually really believe her. We've put another date on the calendar. And to me, the connection that she and I had, it was freaking worth it. Again, it would be a little different with a romantic situation. How are you knowing if this is really true or not? Or if there's something else or someone else in the picture, whatever. But stranger things have happened. And it's just like if if you could just show up because, because there's nothing at stake, right? It's like if she and I end up finally connecting and we have a great friendship for the rest of our lives living in Santa Barbara, fan-fucking-tastic. But if we never get together, I'll be okay and she will be okay, right? But we get so anxious because we put so much pressure and our desire is so high to find our person that just the simple way of how we want to show up goes out the window. So I think if you put this number one most important dating tip, be a human in your pocket, especially too throughout the holidays, I know it's easy to be like, oh, I'm just so busy, so many holiday parties, going home to see family. You can still swipe and you can still connect with people and you can still make dates happen, even a FaceTime happen to connect with someone to see if there's something there to maybe plan a date in the new year and just be a human. Hey, I'm I'm traveling, I'm seeing family, but I'm still really wanting to find my person. Maybe you don't want to say, "Hey, I'm really wanting to find my person," even though I do think that that should be clear in your dating app profile. But, you know, you could still make that effort and say, "I'd still really like to connect with you," or even if we're both traveling, what does a FaceTime meetup sound like? And I know FaceTime for me personally, pre-COVID FaceTime wasn't really something I was interested in, and now I think, "Oh my gosh, post-COVID, this just makes so much sense so that you can see if there's something there and not waste each other's time because 
you know, I know dating is time consuming. I don't see it as a waste of time. That's a whole other podcast episode. But if I'm being a human, being aligned with what I really want, being really clear that dating is a top priority, being really clear with who I am, how I want to show up, who I'm looking for, how I want to be treated. And if all of that sounds super overwhelming to you, then for sure, check out my course and or my program. Or if you want to apply to work with me one-on-one, I have some slots open. Yes, dating can feel so complicated, so discouraging, so overwhelming, so exhausting because there's so many moving parts. But don't forget, 100% technical. Be clear on who you are, what you're looking for, how you want to proceed. 100% organic. Being present, being in the moment, assessing all of who that person is, all of who you are in that moment, and then fuck it. What feels right to you, even if it isn't technically the rules, but you're just going with it and you know you've got you no matter what, and you're clear on your humanness and you're owning your humanness and your loveliness and your graciousness, you can't fucking lose. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to ClaireTheHeartBreakCoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 